Welcome in to the Dynasty Dumpster Fire podcast. Today on episode eight, Marty and I go through some dynasty trades that had gone down in some of our leagues recently, give our thoughts, our analysis, winners and losers, and give you some insight into some general values of players, rookie picks, uh, etc. So buckle up, get ready, and let's talk some dynasty fantasy football. All right, welcome in to the eighth episode of the Dynasty Dumpster Fire podcast. Today we are doing our second trade show uh, of the uh, in the history of the podcast, and I'm joined once again by my only guest that I've ever had. That will change at some point, uh, but one of my good friends and league mate in many leagues, Marty D. Marty, how's it going today? Good, dude. How are you? Thanks for having me again. No problem. Doing pretty good. I mean, you're uh, one of my more knowledgeable friends about dynasties. So, hope, you know, hopefully, as some of our other friends get more into the platform, we'll be able to have them on here and have some group chats and stuff. But uh, I'm doing well. Uh, the again, like I said in the beginning, our goal for today is to go through some of the trades that have been made in one of our more active dynasty leagues. That being the League of Legends uh, Dynasty League that we're both a part of. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've had quite a few trades be, uh, that have been made, uh, some by you, some by me, some by me and you, uh, and then some by some of our other league mates. So I thought it would be a cool show to go through about seven of those and kind of just you know go back and forth with our thoughts, maybe who we think won and lost, uh, mindsets behind the one that we're involved in, etc. So sound good to you? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All righty. So anybody watching on YouTube, because the visuals will be on YouTube, I'll have the trade screenshot on the screen. But for anyone listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I will uh, kind of go through each trade, explain what it is uh, before we start talking about it. So I wanted to start off with the big kind of, you know, one of the biggest trades that have probably ever been made in this league and definitely one of the bigger ones that you and I have been uh, involved in. So this was a trade made a couple of weeks ago between Marty and I. Uh, and again, just to give everybody the format, I'll only say it once because it's the same league for all of these trades. It's a 12-team Superflex PPR start nine, so relatively shallow league. Uh, and I decided that I was going to try and approach Marty to give up Justin Jefferson. Uh, I didn't know if he would be willing to do it. But I thought, why not? Uh, he's trying to compete this year. He's told me maybe I can split. He can split that into some, you know, a couple of different assets, and I can upgrade uh, and, and bring in Justin Jefferson as arguably maybe one of the best players on my team. So the deal that we ended up getting done after hours of, of back and forth and negotiation is I uh, received Jimmy Garoppolo, Khalil Herbert, and Justin Jefferson, and I sent away to Marty, Amon Ross St. Brown, Ken Walker, Brock Purdy, a 24 second, a 25 second, and a 24 third. So pretty fair deal in my opinion. And before I give my thoughts on the deal itself, I'll, I'll kick it off to you. What were your thoughts on, on the deal and, and what made it a, uh, a good uh, transaction to make in your mind? Well, like you said, like I told you I wanted to compete. So, you know, I had to like consider... Justin Jefferson being my 110 from last season, initial draft, um, he increased in value 
very quickly, and I think he peaked. I don't think he can get much better than this for Justin Jefferson, unfortunately, because he's a wide receiver. So not being like a quarterback one and being like the best offensive player on the field outside of a quarterback, I like what you proposed to me. Um, you know, I'm in a good position, my 110 myself, for our upcoming rookie draft. So I feel good to get Charbonnet to compliment Walker. So I didn't have too much fear. And then it could also re-strengthen me in an area I would lose, which is my wide receiver, because I have St. Brown, who would compliment another quarterback on my team, and then Brock Purdy, which is a young quarterback, which I saw potential. And it's some, you know, the 49ers will come out and said he's QB1 once he's healthy. And the picks, you already get the gist of that. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I really am going to miss Jefferson's production, but I, I felt the trade was pretty solid. Yeah, um... I knew that with my wide receiver depth, so in that league, I have CD, Amon Ra, Higgins, DK, and I had Judy. That was the core I had at the time. I figured if I could attach some stuff to one of those guys, and I originally started with CD, and, and we kind of decided that Amon Ra might be the middle ground that would allow me to kind of improve the other assets that you'd be getting to make it worth your while. Uh, I thought that if I could attach some stuff to that, that, that I might be able to get it done. I had excess quarterbacks in that one, uh, in that league as well, so I had... Uh, a handful of quarterbacks. So I ended up kind of being able to throw Purdy into the deal and still actually getting one back with Jimmy G. Walker kind of hurt to give up. And I felt that there was a hole in my roster after doing that uh, until one of the trades that I made recently that we'll get into here in a bit that kind of fixed that in my opinion. But on my side, the reason that I thought that it was, that was worth it is I already felt obviously that my team was ready to compete. I did win the league last year. And I felt that in a, such a shallow of a format, adding a, somebody like Justin Jefferson weekly into your lineup, who, again, dynasty wide receiver one, 24 years old, may or may not go up in value, like you said, and that's okay because I did get him for what I feel like is a pretty decent price. Um, I think it's it, it's worth it in terms of trying to make sure that that I can compete this year and for multiple years in the future. So I think it's a definitely a fair deal. The league had kind of a reaction to it when it happened. Uh, but I definitely wanted to start off with that one because I thought that, that 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 was something that that's one of the bigger trades that had happened or gone down in this league in recent in recent memory. Well said. No, well said. I mean, like one of our league mates says, they thought you were initially fleeced, but you know, it's it's crazy to see that one player like him at his prime could be worth so much. I mean, I mean, he is a game changer. I mean, he's it's like having three quarterbacks on your on your team essentially you hate to say it that way yeah he's in our format and our scoring he's actually projected to score as much as lamar jackson and more by six or seven points than some of the other quarterbacks so he really is just a freak but again amon Ra, no slouch either um so yeah definitely a good deal and something i wanted to make sure we discussed so the next one, I'm going to just introduce what it is and let you talk about this one a little bit because this is something that you were involved in with another league mate of ours. Um, shortly after, or this might have been actually before, shortly before uh, the Jefferson deal was made, you had decided that you wanted to go after Devontae Adams from a, a manager in our league. Uh, and, and you were able to kind of get him by sending away two picks. Why uh, Adams... Why were you targeting Adams before I tell what you gave up to get him? Well, I, I I realized what I was poor in. I still had an elite running back at the time, and that's one that you are going to be acquiring and near uh, what you have right now. 
I still had him, so I was thinking, what way can I, you know, now complement, you know, Jefferson and get myself double the value there before I even target my flex position. And the league mate was open to trading for something that I felt like was of lesser cost. And initially, you know, uh, I guess I'll say for you, you know, I gave up a twenty, uh, a two ten and a two hundred one for this rookie redraft. Uh, not a redraft draft. And um, with these two seconds for Devontae Adams, I thought it was an, a steal. Like, don't get me wrong, Adams is worth the first, easy. But since he was willing to negotiate for two seconds, I mean, a two one is basically like a late first, and a two ten is almost a borderline, you know, round three pick. I was pleased. I was pleased. I mean, and I thought it wasn't expensive either. He is older, but he is going to be the main thing going on besides Josh Jacobs and Las Vegas. So, <laughs> yeah, if you his production will he might he has potential to finish as the wide receiver one probably for the next even if it's only two years, that's more than, than worth it giving up the two Oh one. Yeah. I mean, if you put a player to that, I mean, I don't know who that may be, but a chain is who the mocks have. And the two ten is somebody that doesn't really matter in this format, especially with shallow benches and shallow starters. I think you definitely, you definitely knock that one out of the park. And again, as somebody trying to compete and build a team that's, that's able to do so, Adams is a great wide receiver to pair with Amon Ra and then uh, some of the other guys that you were able to pick up a little bit later that we'll talk about. Anything else to add on that one? Nothing. We'll see how he does in Raider country. Yeah, pretty pretty straightforward. So, all righty. Uh, so the next one is one that we, neither one of us or neither one of us are involved in. It was something that went down again in this big flurry of trades that occurred over the last week or two. I wanted to put it in here because it's a pretty big asset that's being moved. Uh, and it was something that a couple of league mates had a reaction to in, in when the deal actually went down. So this trade is we had one team, would be M. Witt, 66, sent away Justin Fields and the 23-208, and received back from Tigris 08 the 23-111. I'm sorry, let's start with the better asset. The 23-104, the 23-111, and the 23-112. My thoughts on this deal is the 104 is the only thing that's really even comparable value to Fields, and I still think Fields is more valuable than that pick. The 111 and 112 shouldn't be enough, in my opinion, even if they are technically firsts. I don't think they should be enough to, to send away something like Justin Fields. Justin Fields is risky and main you know, has the potential to be very dangerous as a starting quarterback because he, if he's not, he hasn't been that good at real life football. So if he doesn't perform this season, right. And the bears have a top five pick, uh, and they also have the Panthers pick. Don't forget as well. Why would they not move away from fields, right? He's a good fantasy quarterback, but how good has he actually been in the NFL? So, you know, he's risky, but I still think he's worth more than the 104 and two late first round picks, in my opinion, right? So CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, maybe something, right? Um, but I definitely think that that fields for that price is certainly fair. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, like one of our league makes thought that they oversaturated the QB market. I mean, in our format, they already are oversaturated. I thought this was a dangerous move, but for the price he paid, I thought it was reasonable looking at the rookies that we're drafting from this year because we're a rookie draft only. 
in our dynasty league we're participating in, he gets back a 208, which is a late second. But again, the 111 and 12 are, could be valuable, but you're looking at mainly at like tight ends or running backs at this point. And it's kind of, you know, kind of sparse. I mean, I don't know. But he gets a quarterback. He was in, He did it because he needed it. And I'll be honest, his team already had Mahomes, so this isn't a bad compliment, especially if it's the especially if Fields is able to maintain and secure his job. And I'll put Whitley on blast too here. He offered me a trade right before this was made for Lamar, um, but he only offered me two firsts and Jacoby Myers, and I immediately declined it because again, I don't even if it's the one of four, I don't think that it's worth as a competing team to send away somebody like that. Now, Lamar's a little bit more secure than Fields, has that deal, that long-term deal, and is also a way better passer, in my opinion, than Justin Fields. Um, but again, like you said, the 111 and 112 in this format don't really mean anything because it's not tight end premium. And by that point, the big running backs are gone. The main first-round wide receivers are gone. So I really don't – honestly, I, I don't want much after the 110 in this draft uh, for anything – for anything that expensive, like a like a top eight startup pick, like Fields is, so you know, I definitely think that it's not that that it was an underpay, in my opinion, um, to get somebody like Fields to pair with Mahomes. Ditto. Yep. So that one was pretty interesting, right? Anytime a quarterback gets moved, you definitely you want to talk about it. Um, moving on to trade four here, this is one that I made to kind of recoup some of that running back value that I had lost by sending away Kenneth Walker uh, while also doing something that you and I had talked about and kind of capitalizing on the, the wider receiver depth and value that I had on my team. So on this one, this was made yesterday or the day before actually. Uh, and I received Travis ETN to kind of throw in that spot. I do have Trevor Lawrence too. So it's kind of a stack in a way, you know, if he ends up being a PPR back, which we hope he is this year, Elijah Moore and then a 25 second, just my own second back because he had it. You know, it's always good to get your picks back, even if they are seconds, right? And I sent away Jerry Judy, which kind of hurt. I like Judy. I got Judy from you in that league. Khalil Herbert, Rashad White, and then a 25 third. So um, honestly, those two running backs might be something of value this season, but I didn't really see them cracking my lineup very often, whereas ETN would be in there probably every week, Najee, and then I still have uh, David Montgomery, Swift, and Penny on the bench as well, so I've got some depth there. Uh, and then again, Judy was my wide receiver five, so I felt like it was okay to pivot down to Elijah Moore in order to kind of do that, to switch up from, or to upgrade from the third to the second, as well as send away two kind of question mark backs that aren't that impressive, and Khalil and Rashad, or Khalil Herbert and Rashad White for ETN. Um, I did post this on Twitter, to some of my some of the content creators that I follow and got mixed reactions. Some people actually favored the Judy side, which I was kind of surprised about. I thought this was a smash deal for me. Uh, but then there was quite a few that thought this was a fair price for ETN as well, uh, given the context of my team. So honestly, right? Don't honest thoughts. What are your thoughts on this one? I liked it. I like I, I was a big proponent on, you know, cashing in on value. It's it's I think it's a clever thing to do. Um, I mean it's good to have the best players in the damn game, but what value do they hold if you can't, you know, make an honest crack at the playoffs? So um, you literally transform your your superior wide receiver and transform your inferior running backs into a nice solid one. Now again, Travis Etienne had that busted, you know, freshman season. We didn't get to see much, sadly. We didn't get to see anything, anything. and then yeah. nothing. And then this season here, 
um, he comes out and he, he kills it. He kills it. And if he does it again next year, it's going to be great. It's just the question is, was that injury just a one-time-and-done thing, or will there be more? I mean, there's, it's the same thing with Kenneth Walker, too. I mean, once they get injured, it's a beat-up position, you know it. I like it. You got already Deshaun. Uh, you got Watson on your on your team, so that'd be a nice future, especially with Amari Cooper at twenty nine. You got Elijah Moore. They didn't praise him. It sounds like, and you got a second back. So, I like it. I honestly do. I don't see Herbert really doing well unless he balls out like Travis Etienne. I mean, that's the only thing he has to do with his height. My hopes for Etienne is that he gets a little bit more passing work this this season because that was kind of what he was billed as coming out of Clemson. Um, he was surprisingly. Yeah, he was surprisingly a little bit low in terms of his passing volume, which was surprising to me. Um, and uh, Tank Bigsby was brought in in the third round, which maybe is a little bit concerning. Uh, not any more concerning than you need to be about Charbonnet. Uh, so we both kind of have that question mark as we, you know, with these young backs as we go into next season. Um, but again, like you said, I'm glad you brought that up. Stacking more with Watson. Definitely awesome. Uh, you know, I love stacks. And and even as my wide receiver five, he may never see my lineup, but he's good to have. And, and I bet he's going to rise in value if he performs for a couple of games coming off that Herman this season uh, with the Jets uh, last year. So I wanted to throw that one on there because that was the most recent one that I've made. And I thought it was a pretty good deal. And I'm happy to get ETN. He's a 24-year-old running back, uh, you know, high draft capital. Not a lot of tread on his tires, really only played one full season. So pairing him with Najee in my starting lineup, uh, you know, feels pretty, pretty good. And I'm pretty excited for this upcoming season. <laughs> All right. Moving back to a trade made by you. Uh, you made this trade relatively recently as well. And we kind of chatted about this one leading up to uh, you actually making the deal. So you were able to obtain some solid wide receiver depth. So you had told me that your concern with your lineup or, you know, not even your lineup with your team structure was that you maybe would have had to rely on Jahan Dotson a little more than you wanted to being a young uh, ascending player. So you wanted to fill that, that kind of role with a more experienced, more proven, you know, productive player. So he was able to obtain Chris Godwin and Cortland Sutton uh, for Juju Smith Schuster, uh, the 204 in this year's rookie draft, the 311 and the 24 fourth. So really getting rid of those two assets that don't really matter. You sent away the 204 and Juju for Godwin and Cortland Sutton. So I think that that's a, that's a great deal for you, especially getting a player like Godwin, not super high on Sutton. I told you that I don't love him. I drafted him originally uh, and wish I didn't, but uh, <laughs> he's just, I don't know. He's okay. He's a good depth piece and you may never even have to throw him in your lineup, but he's good to have, especially if you believe in the Broncos and Sean Payton. Uh, but Godwin, I'm a real big fan of Godwin. I do think that he's he's undervalued right now because people are scared of Baker Mayfield uh, or Trask or whoever it is. But I still think being this short-range PPR back and a, a guy that's really good at yak yards after catch and, and a guy that can produce that way, he's a great flex. And I think that you did well on that deal. So what are your thoughts? Well, I, I felt good. I originally gave Godwin away because I needed to create some value. And I, it helped me out. I mean, I don't. I think I it's hard to, to really gauge um, how much it helped me out, but I know I got a pick or two extra that I was able to use to get a, an extra player I didn't have. Um, I'm I'm also a big believer in moving players around. It's it's. I mean, you got to see how your league is, though. Some people are very um, concrete and like to hold everything, but for those who like to move, sometimes you win some trades. Um, but with Chris Godwin and Sutton, no complaints. I think you drafted Sutton seventh 
in your startup draft last year. So round, uh, round. Uh, oh, you wanted me to clarify that. So yeah, I didn't draft him seventh overall. Then <laughs> the seventh round, I couldn't tell you what pick of the seventh round, but I think that's what I remember seeing on the history. But you know, Juju, a lot of question marks. If D Hop goes there, then that's going to really impact his value and maybe even performance for my you know value use of this dynasty. The two hundred four. Yeah, I was hoping to use it, but you know what? I'll give it up. The fourth and third, I really don't have no issues, especially since it's like a 311. It's just like giving up two fourths, so I really saw no crime in that. So, I mean, in reality, I saw this as a 204 and Juju for Chris Godwin and Sutton, so I was like, two thumbs up. The fourths don't matter in this league. I tell you that all the time. I mean, they're good throwing pieces. I mean, they're good. They're only good in the fact that they help you kind of, kind of, you know, make a deal look a little better. That's why they're useful. Like you still want to get them for that, but they're not going to be players that are probably keeping on your team since they're so shallow and getting back to Juju uh, before we move on. Like you said, yes, D hop is a threat. Uh, and I, he's also having injury concerns or the reports that he's battling through some kind of injury, which is, you don't like to hear, uh, you know, in the middle of the off season before training camp even begins. I believe we're about, uh, I think we're like two or two weeks away from the beginning of training camp. I might be wrong about that, but you, you just don't really like to see that. And he's he struggled with health uh, all of his career. So Juju to Godwin, clear upgrade. And then sending the 204 for Sutton, maybe an overpay in the current market. But if that's what you had to do to get the big, because I see a major difference between Juju and Godwin. So definitely a good deal there. All right, two more to talk about here. We're doing pretty good on time. We are at... 21 minutes. Uh, that'll give us some time after I stop recording to for me to bother you about countering my deal that you haven't responded to here in a bit. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about that. I didn't forget. Uh, so we're moving on to deal six here. This was one that I made uh, when we were at the beach recently. Uh, and it was something where, again, I had kind of a uh, embarrassment of riches at quarterback. At that point in time, before I had sent Purdy away to you, I had uh, Lamar, Lawrence, Watson, Purdy, Lance. And I really only need three with that fourth being a reserve. Uh, I picked up Jimmy G from you for sending Purdy away. So I'm still sitting there at five and you and I had kind of talked about that. We didn't really believe in Lance and, and, and kind of are worried about his, his value tanking after a, this season, if he doesn't end up playing and producing. So I was able to get somebody to send uh, to value him, you know, as appropriately with what he probably should be again with the fourth. So I sent Trey Lance and two fourths away, which don't really matter. Uh, and I got back Deandre Swift again. This was when I was a little bit more concerned about my running back roster at the current moment. I know there's no rosters having to be set at the current or lineups having to be set, but I still wanted, uh, to kind of get a little bit of depth there. And I thought Swift might, uh, increase in value if he performs in Philly this year. I don't know. I also already had Penny, so I thought, why not lock up, hopefully, the Philly uh, backfield, and even if, you know, for whatever that ends up being, as reserve players on the bench. So I feel like it was a solid cash out. They're both risk uh, risky players, but I'd rather, you know, bet on the player that might actually be able to make my lineup and help me rather than the, my quarterback four or five sitting on my bench that that could tank in value after this season. So what do you think about that one? Dude, he came back home. It's the homecoming. You have a history with Swift for some reason. Um, but yeah, no, um, I like that you already had Penny, so he gives you security. It's like me when I used to have Herbert, and I had I have four men on my team. I still have four men on my team, but regardless, you have two Eagles running back. 
Hurts may run the ball most of the time, but when he doesn't, you got these guys. It's, would you start them? Probably not because you never know who it's going to be. But if one of them makes it a clear, you know, running back one on the team, now you have them. Lance, uh, you know, he could be really good or he could be never given a shot. It's hard to tell in this league. The NFL is not for forgiving. I mean, you get one call to what happened to RG3, like all these quarterbacks who had these, you know, opportunities. I mean, Lance has so much potential, but no one has seen it yet. So I think you did good. Like we talked about, the force have no value. So I'm a fan of this one. Um, it gives you the depth you needed again. And people are so quick to just go back to, yeah, the 49ers gave up three first-round picks to get him, what, three years ago at this point or however long it was. Um, does that even really matter, right? Zach Wilson was a higher pick than Lance, and nobody believes in him anymore. We saw what he has the backup treatment now to Rodgers, and I don't know if he'll ever start again. So Lance is, is has done nothing in three years, has limited college tape, and I just thought, you know, if somebody's willing to give me something for him, and I've actually had him on my team like three different times, which is kind of funny. Um, I traded, I drafted him, then I traded him away, then I traded for him again, then I traded him away, then I traded for him again, and I just traded for, I traded him away. So, he, you know, Lance has been back and forth off my team. Get rid of the risk. Give me Swift. We've seen Swift can be explosive if he can just stay healthy. If they give him decent usage, he's a fine flex play. He may even rise in value a little bit, still relatively young. Uh, so again, I just kind of wanted to, to chance it and take the upside with Swift rather than Trey Lance and, and that situation that he's in, which nobody's really super fond of. So ready to move on to our last deal here? Yes, sir. We're doing really good on time. So, all right. So this last one is another one that neither of us are involved in directly, but it was an interesting one nonetheless, because um, one of these players was on our recent dynasty buys and sells, which by the way, was the most successful uh, podcast on our channel or my channel, by the way. So good job on that. They like that one. We'll have to do another one of those um, according to the analytics, but uh Madison uh, was sent away and the 109. So we can kind of get into that. Uh, to assign a player to the 109, who's typically going in that range? Maybe Zay Flowers. Uh, Zay Flowers or the tight end. Uh, what's his name? Kincaid. 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 Yeah. So, Those two guys. So Madison, let's say, well, just for the sake of. Let's you say could Madison also throw Quinton Johnson in there too if you want to. Yeah, maybe. If I a think mistake he- were to happen, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you never know. So, I, you know, and our rookie draft is super late. It still hasn't happened. It's happening right up to the end of the season. That was a call our commissioner made, which is fine. Most rookie <laughs> drafts have happened at this point. I don't love that, but whatever. I don't have picks this year, anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, so, and he received back Drake London. Um, he has de- the, the person receiving London has Desmond Ritter already. Um, and Drake London is someone that, is under is properly valued, I guess, but has a chance to improve his value because he has lots of good underlying metrics in his rookie season. Uh, he had a decent amount of yards. I think he had 860 some yards, which is pretty decent considering he was on the most run heavy team or second most run heavy team in the league. Uh, he had really good, um, really good air yard share and, and target share. He had a, a crazy high target share, um, that even got even higher when Pitts got injured. So he has a chance to become valuable, but the concerns with, with London, right, are that they don't throw the ball. They just added Bijan Robinson. Kyle Pitts is coming back to health. We don't know what Desmond Ritter is. 
Uh, so there's some risk there, but I think for sending away a player that's an older, you know, a 25 year old running back that's never been a starter, and then what Kincaid or Zay Flowers, I think that's a fine, a, definitely a fine thing to pay to get to get London. So I'm taking the London side here, regardless of the the question marks. How about you? Um, same way, dude. 100. I like what he did. Um, you know, the guy who gave away this, you know, this this player already has the 101 and the 102, so they're going to be picking up another Falcon player. Do you want two of the three, I guess if you include, I guess you yeah, two of the three most uh, productive offensive players on your team? Probably not. I mean, it's just in real life football, they're just, I don't know if they're going to be that good again. It's been a long time since they were. <laughs> the, only, the only Falcon that I would really, really want would be Bijan. I like Pitts. Uh, he's fine. He's young and probably will be a decent tight end. So I'm going to hold on to him. I have him in that league. Um, London and Ritter. I don't know. I just, it, unless their offense changes in a, in a major way, I don't know what that'll really turn into. Um, but Madison. Again, yeah. We'll have to find out too for that price. Yeah. I'm willing to pay that for sure. So, um, we're going to try to do, or if, if Marty's willing to come back on where I'm going to try to do some of these trade shows, maybe once every week or two during the season, if possible, maybe once every two weeks, depending on how busy our schedules get and how many trades go down, because um, we're in some pretty active leagues, one in particular. And I think it's cool to kind of get together and talk about our thoughts, you know, on trades that, you know, didn't involve us directly. So we're going to do some more of these in the future. Uh, I do appreciate you coming on and talking with me. This was fun. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, we're going to, we got lots of cool things coming and, and, and you'll, you'll be on here again pretty soon. So again, thanks Marty for coming on. Got anything to say before we cut it here? No, dude, thank you for having me and enjoyed this little dumpster fire ch- chat we had. Yes. So, uh, if you made it this far, thank you. Um, again, trying to organically grow this podcast, not super easy, but just con- going to continue to pump out content and do things that uh, I think are interesting and, and talk about something that I and, and Marty and any other guests that I have on enjoy in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Uh, so if you made it this far, give me a, a, a like on YouTube. This one will be posted to YouTube. Uh, you know, rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you know, and all the streams that help however long you watch it. I appreciate you coming and listening. Stay tuned for, for more episodes. I'll try to get another one out by the end of the week, but may end up being next week. And Again, thanks for being on, Marty, and I will see you guys on the next one. Thanks so much for